coming up on The Medicine Podcast. There's something about the specific intentional act of connecting to another human being. This act of giving and receiving love. First thing Mm -hmm. is anchoring that belief, that knowing that I have that love is so important into my physicality. And at the end of the day, if I lay my head down on the pillow, I'll at least have the self-worth of communicating love at that point during the day, even if I did nothing good the rest of that day. Welcome back to The Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I have my wonderful human, my person, my king, the best man I know. (laughs) What is going on? We are back. We're back under the red hat. And we have survived a little bit of a cold, a little bit of a scare with a cold. (laughs) It's so tough for our brand to get sick. I know. It is. I I don't like it. It happens about once or twice a year and, um, you know, not my favorite, but it thankfully was not too bad. It was just like really congesty head cold. So that's why I sound like super seductive today. You do sound seductive. (laughs) It's going to be tough to focus. I find myself because I'm this person who advocates for wellness and being healthy. Yeah. I do feel like an ego hit when... Mm -hmm. I start to feel something like when I feel like I'm getting sick Yeah. in many, many cases, like too many to count. I'll start to feel what seems like the beginning stages of a cold and fortunately am able to just blast it with mostly medicinal mushrooms and some of these other mm-hmm. adaptogens and protocols that we have, like, thank God. Um, but occasionally it breaks through, mm-hmm. you know, for me this week, somehow I've, I've not had any issues and I'll get into that. Cause just- that's consistently what I'm, what I'm, what's in my cup. Um, but I think it's okay, dude. Like we, it's okay to get sick. We're human beings. Yeah. What we don't, what we don't talk about or think about, or even really can, can fully grasp is how many things, viruses, toxins, things, bacteria, whatever comes into contact with our body. And probably nine times out of 10, our body's like, I got this. Like we're good, especially with how many immunity type supplements that we take. But once in a while, it's going to, it's going to get through, it's going to get through the cracks and it just so happened to be paired with a a stressful week. Yeah. And I think that that had something to do with it. The week before we had like a social event every single night and it was just, we were just out of our routines, not taking our stuff. You know, I, I just felt, I felt the stress. And then of course, I, I, you know, get this head cold. But guess what? Those social events were fun. Oh, and yeah. And it added so much fun to our life and human blast. connection. And so I am not the person, I'm not the podcaster who says you have to be a complete anal retentive, like left to right, top to bottom, perfectly protocoled out health life. Yeah. It's 80, 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you push, you push the edge and, and, and you push the edge. You push the edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes you, trade fun for a little bit of, you know, maybe lack of sleep or something like that. But at the end of the day, uh, it's adding to the love bucket and that's the most important health bucket that there is. Speaking of love bucket, what you got in your love Love bucket bucket. over there? (laughs) What's in my cup? My mushy mug, by the way, these are, I think still available on medicine.com. On our store. We have a few left. They say, let's get mushy. Some people say mushy. Uh, we say mushy because it sounds like mushroom and that's Mm -hmm. what we're alluding to. Um, but what I have here is I have right on, uh, consistent with what we've been talking about. I've got an immunity supporting drink in here. I've got Organifi's immunity, uh, stick packs. 
And what I love about immunity is that it tastes great. First mm-hmm. and foremost, it's orange. It's got like a, like a cream sickle type taste to it. Um, so it's got orange, uh, natural orange taste. Um, but it's also got beta glucans, which are these immunomodulating, um, adaptogens from reishi mushroom. It's got vitamin D it's got zinc. Um, it's got ginger, mm-hmm. a lot of these things that are really, really supportive of, uh, a healthy immune response. And I stack that with what I've already taken in capsule form immune Intel AHCC. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you started having symptoms of a little bit of a stuffy nose last week, I started taking six capsules of AHCC yeah. a day and washing it down with, <laughs> I hope that can get picked Dramatic up. Dramatic effect. With Organifi Immunity. Yeah. And so the combo of those, I've been taking a lot of Mushy Love too, because it's got really, really supportive immune uh, mm-hmm. qualities. Um, but I've just been basically bathing my insides in mushrooms. Yeah. And AHCC is the most potent adaptogenic immunomodulating uh, immune supporting supplement I've, I've ever taken. I feel mm-hmm. the effects uh, immediately. And, and I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think that it was a major contributor to me now keeping this cold at arm's length yeah. for about 10 days or so. I know. I've been so impressed. Like every day I'm asking you like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? You're not feeling any symptoms. And you're like, you know, not, 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 yeah, not at all. Yeah. And but, I've just been so impressed. Like got a beast mode immune system. Thank you. Immune Intel AHCC. I take two capsules every day, but I upped it to six, yeah. uh, four in the morning, two in the evening. And yeah. it's been just a, a beast. Do you, if you want immune Intel AHCC, which I would highly recommend if you're dealing with immune challenges that are, uh, intense. It's a no brainer for me. You absolutely have to have uh, mm-hmm. immune until AHCC. But even if you're someone who's just wanting to maintain a healthy layer of immune support, yeah. it's two capsules a day. Um, you can get that at the medicine.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can use the code medicine, M E D I C I N for a 10% discount. And you can check out uh, Organifi's immunity products as well. Uh, Organifi.com. You can use the code MimiFit. Always get you a discount. I think right now that's about 20% off. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can buy these. They come in individual packs so that you can take them like on the go. You can take them to work. Travel. um, Traveling. And so it's really, actually sometimes too, I kind of like the taste of the powder. (laughs) So I'll actually down the powder and, and chew on it. Yeah. It's got apple cider vinegar in it as well, which is really good for gut support, helps with the, di- the digestion of some of these ingredients, um, and is also a, a, a nice immune supporting yeah. uh, ingredient as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my long-winded what's in my cup. <laughs> nice. I like it. What do you got going on in your cup today? Mine is pretty simple. Uh, this is my second cup of coffee, specifically King Coffee, which is the coffee that we've been drinking for four years now. Yeah just about four years now. And it's literally one of the best decisions that I've ever made for my health is switching off of organic, just regular coffee and moving to King, which is a combination of organic coffee and reishi spores. And the spores have been said to be arguably the most potent part of the mushroom organism. And so they combine this with coffee. So you're getting literally like full body support. Reishi is the queen. She is the Beyonce of mushrooms, literally supporting every system in your body. And then I combined that with about a half a scoop of mushy love, which just gives it an extra boost of the chaga, which is great. Chaga is an amazing mushroom for robust immunity. And then the tremella, obviously like, you know, I still want to like look good when yeah. I'm sick. You so do. you do. You're the hottest <laughs> sick person I've ever seen. Thank you. Um, and so 
that gives it a little bit of a cinnamon swirly flavor. And then I have a scoop of creatine in there as well. Nice. You know, I'm still trying to get those gains. Yeah. I mean, creatine's so good for, yeah. for beyond just maintaining, uh, you know, healthy musculature. It's great for cognitive benefits. It actually suggests there's, there's research that suggests consistent consumption of creatine actually allows your body to function very well off a little less sleep. Hmm. So you're getting more uh, bang for your buck from a sleep standpoint, which well, I thought that's was a great, cool too. Because I definitely need that while I've been a little sicky. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then I combine that with a little hot water and some steamed raw milk, and it is freaking delicious. Boom. Um. For the creatine, we're not affiliated, but we use the brand Thorn. Yep. Um. Which is a really high quality, trusted brand, and um, it's really affordable, which is nice. Um, cool. You want to jump into the meat of the episode? Let's jump into the meat. Um, you know, it, it kind of dovetails nicely, uh, from what we've been talking about, which is like, how do we maintain this, uh, robust, healthy functioning life, even to the degree that when things like colds and viruses come in to our domain, we have sort of pillars of routine and ritual that are really, really supportive of health and vitality altogether, such that these things like a cold, a common cold, doesn't have to be detrimental. Right. Or stressors from life, uh, energetically from people or from pressures, don't have to be detrimental. And it can very well be supported through what we're going to be talking about today, which is a high vibe morning routine. Mm -hmm. Morning routines are very popular and very much a clickbait market material, marketing material that you'll see on Instagram and social media from influencers all the time. Five steps to uplevel your morning routine mm -hmm. or million dollar morning routine. Yeah. Or yeah. like some people are like uber dogmatic. Like yeah. you have to make your bed every day. <laughs> like Jordan Peterson, like I love yeah. the guy, but, but he's like pretty dogmatic in morning routines yeah. and, and others who like biohackers are like, I measure out, you know, every single thing and I measure my, you know, body fat percentage every single day. And I, I have a, you know, a blood sugar monitor and a glucose monitor and all these other like crazy devices. And what I want to say to that and what the point of this conversation is today is, yo, this is important, but it doesn't have to be complex. Yeah. It's actually easier than you think. And there is not a one size fits all. There's not a one script for everybody. It's actually more important to evaluate some of the things behind the things on some of these yeah. really common routines and practices in the morning and then tailor it to what feels right for you. Mm -hmm. Doing something is important. Having consistency, which we're going to be talking about, is important. Yeah. But when it comes down to the actual granular nuances of what you're doing, I mean, less important than why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think important that you're not just copying someone you hear on a podcast or something that you see on an Instagram post, but like you're literally thinking about like, what are the things that can bring me joy? What are the things that can help prime my day, you know, based on what I have to face in the day? Maybe it's kids, maybe it's a stressful job, maybe it's whatever it is, like cater it to what feels good for you. Don't just listen to exactly what we do yeah. and take notes and do exactly, you know, oh, Chase and Mamie's uh, perfect morning routine. Like we're telling you what we do, but also like, be able to adjust and stay open and, and find what works for you. Um, before we do that, got a little teaser here. 
of the of what's to come. If you're loving the medicine podcast, please subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a comment. It means so much when we can go in there and see what people think of the episode. Um, some of our listeners may not know that we have a YouTube channel. We started that a few months ago, and uh, it's been really fun. So you can check that out. Um, if you don't watch on YouTube, maybe you just listen on Apple or Spotify. We would love a you know a genuine five star review from you. It really lights us up to read and um, just it, it honestly it, like, it just helps people find the medicine that want to totally and um, so we actually give you a gift if you send in a review write your review take a screenshot of it and email it to the medicine podcast at gmail.com we will get a personalized gift for you in the mail make sure you include your shipping address and uh, we send you out some goodies uh, could be HCC could be mushy love could be you know product from one of our other sponsors or partners whatever it is I promise you it'll be worth your time you're just paying it forward you're yeah. you're helping us to get this message out and we want to say thank you yep thank you thank you and uh, yeah, those are those are so appreciated and just absolute fuel for everything that we're doing here. All right, let's jump into high vibe morning routine. Some of these are going to be uh, familiar. You know, you you yeah. all have heard them. Some of them are are a little different, really different and unique to us. And and uh, definitely want to give credit to the great thinkers out there who've inspired a lot of these because mm -hmm. these aren't original ideas. Um, people like Andrew Huberman are advocating for morning routines. Uh, ben Greenfield forever has been talking about morning mm -hmm. routines and, and, uh, even just personal friends of ours, like my trainer for years, Steven Steigler, huge, uh, uh facet in uh, supporting this build for me to come up with something that's vitality mm -hmm. related, uh, as far as the morning is concerned. But first and foremost, one that is maybe not as familiar to many, uh, but number one for me, and probably the most important connecting with someone you love mm -hmm. weird not like a biohacking morning routine but yeah. crazy important what that looks like for me is i wake the most beautiful angelic <laughs> being up every single morning uh and that is my love <laughs> right here complete with her mouth tape and yeah. earplugs yeah. and eye mask <laughs> so in the morning i typically get up uh you know 30 minutes before uh megan and I walk into the room around, you know, somewhere around a desired time that you let me know. You know, it's usually, usually 6, 6 to 6.30, somewhere in there. And uh, I just spend anywhere from three to eight minutes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, massaging you or kind of like combing your hair with my fingers or kissing you. Um, a lot of times I'm whispering in your ear that have earplugs in them. <laughs> And I'm just telling you I love you and that I appreciate you and that you're beautiful. And I'm like, wait, let me pull out the earplug. Yeah. What yeah. did you say? Um, I want to hear it. And some days I just I just sit there and just kind of touch you, but I'm trying to communicate with you energetically. And um, I just I just love this practice so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it too. I mean, it's first thing in the day. I'm feeling your love for me, not only in your with your words. Sometimes you're not, you know, using your words. You're just kind of like rubbing my back or you know touching my face or my hair or whatever. And immediately, I am just like sucked into a sleepy love bubble that feels so good. Um, so yeah, it's it's honestly like I've told you this before. It's it's probably the best part of my day, honestly. Some days, yeah. Some days can can kind of go downhill from there, but. Uh, <laughs> 
And then we're at this, you know, kind of phase in our life where we, you know, are up at the same time-ish and we get to go out into the living room and we're usually sipping green juice and coffee together. We're chatting about our dreams the night before. We're sharing a little bit about what we're learning or maybe we even turn on a podcast together. You know, oftentimes it's, you know, Paul Check or, or something like that, um, Jordan Peterson sometimes. And uh, we just listen together or maybe I'm reading a book and sometimes I'll read you excerpts or we put on music and, you know, listen to Baramji right. or like, you know, uh, 528 hertz or whatever and it's just kind of in the background and we're not we don't have like a set routine that we do in the morning together we're just kind of in the same space yeah. and it feels really nice even if it's for only like 15 minutes yeah and on, on weekends or or certain days of the week we'll actually a lot more time for that so like we mentioned a lot we do thursdays where we kind of clean it clear out the entire morning yeah forget all these other routines and actually just focus on our our connection and then mm-hmm. weekends where we don't have obligations throughout the day we spend a little longer um, but this doesn't have to be, look like our practice. Like right. this can also be another route for connecting with another human being that you love. Uh, if you live with someone, whether that be a partner or kids or roommates, I would actually encourage you to, to try to make physical connection or have one-on-one time where you're not talking about the stressors of the world but you're being really present with them and Mm -hmm. communicate doesn't have to be like i love you but it can be like i'm giving you my time attention and presence to show you that i love you if you don't have someone you live with and you are alone i've i've spent years of my life alone and having and using these incredible technologies that we have at our disposal for good for Mm -hmm. love uh like facetiming with someone so maybe you've got 20 people in your what you'd call your tribe or your inner circle Maybe you just kind of make sure that once a month you're checking in with those 20 people. Maybe it's a 30-minute FaceTime. Um, or and, and and obviously that's not as powerful as in person. But man, it can be really, really mm-hmm. incredible to connect with people through FaceTime or Zoom or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. At the simplest, it's a text message or a message on social media, which, which is just like... Like I did this with my childhood friend, Tate. Like I, th- I think about the guy all the time. And sometimes it's just simple as like he put something funny up on his story or interesting. And I'm like, Oh, awesome, dude. Thinking about you. Love you. Let's catch up soon. And that feels really good. Mm -hmm. And so I think just like contributing in that way to love of another human being is really powerful and doesn't have to be like waking your significant other up with kisses and cuddles. Yeah. That's like the, I, that's the ideal, right? Like that I'm so blessed to experience, but uh, if you do have a partner, it doesn't have to look exactly like that. It can it can even just be hugging your partner in the kitchen and taking five breaths together. Like, yeah. holy crap, that's powerful. Like, it's simple, but it's it's powerful for sure. Yeah. So why, you know, why is this so important and one that we would actually consider as a vital part of a morning routine? I think first and foremost, like it actually improves mental and mm-hmm. physical health. Yeah, I think connecting with another human can it can do a lot for us. It supports mood and stress levels. It lowers our blood pressure and reduces the risk of developing chronic illnesses such as heart disease and diabetes. And research also has shown that human connection, especially with loved ones or, you know, in the flesh together can trigger the release of oxytocin piggybacking on what I was just saying, like hugging your partner and breathing together for five breaths you feel like legitimately high afterwards, like you're high on love. That's oxytocin. It's the love drug. It's the love hormone. And it it can, it can align you with your partner, like 
the rest of the day. Absolutely. It's so simple, but it's it's real. And they've proven this with, with science and measuring oxytocin levels in the body. I think it, it actually is like a six second hug is the, yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that where it's like a six second hug, which feels a little longer than usual, but not so long that it's like, everybody has six seconds. Come totally. on. Totally. I think too, the, the response or the reciprocation from the person that you're connecting with physically, or even if it's just like through FaceTime and, and some of these other, you know, avenues that we mentioned, can really increase your self-worth, mm-hmm. um, your confidence. It helps you feel less alone yeah. in what you have to tackle or face that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we have more access to information and people than we ever have with these amazing technologies of cell phones and social media. Like, we have the potential to connect with anyone across the world, yet depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicide are higher than ever. Like it's never been higher than it is now. And so what it's telling us if we're paying attention is that just because we have access to people on Instagram and social media and Twitter doesn't mean that we actually feel, you know, connected, that we actually feel like we we have um, people in our life that we're able to have this intimate, intentional connection with. So I think doing some sort of intentional connection every single day, whether it's a text or a hug or waking your partner up, whatever it is, something intentionally is a critical reminder to each of us that we're not alone. We're we're never truly alone and that we have people that care about us, that we care about and that we, you know, it's really like investing into the relationships um, kind of like as a nutrient for life, knowing that it's something that helps us thrive as humans. Hey friends, by now you probably have picked up that Chase and I are committed to living optimally healthy lives. We are obsessed with small actions that have profound benefits for the entire body, which is why I'm super excited to share the benefits of ASEA with you. ASEA is classified as a cell signaling supplement, meaning that it supports cellular regeneration and communication. Our overall expression of health comes down to our individual cells and how they function. And with so many toxins, pesticides, and disruptors that unfortunately exist in our world, it's no wonder that the body starts to break down and express disease. We'd like to limit that disease expression if possible, and it is possible. ASEA is full of redox molecules. These redox molecules are the communication centers of your cells. We're born with redox molecules, but they steadily decrease over time. So ASEA redox comes in two different forms, used in different ways, but both have incredible capacity to help the body heal itself. There's a liquid and a gel. ASEA Redox Liquid is something we drink daily to increase our internal cellular communication and regeneration throughout the body. We've noticed that our digestion, sleep quality, and recovery after workouts has all improved. The gel is a topical product that can be used for pain or fast healing of injuries or skin issues. I personally use it on my face twice a day to promote smooth, nourished, clear skin. And honestly, my skin has never been softer or smoother in my life. 
I'm amazed. The gel also increases blood flow significantly. So TMI, but we love to use it before sex to increase blood flow and sensation. I won't get into all the details here, but wow, it really works. To learn more about how ASEA supports your entire body and see a full breakdown of uses, you can go to themedicine.com forward slash ASEA. That's A-S-E-A. Or you can just check the show notes, of course, for the direct link. We are committed to only sharing with you guys what has made a significant impact on our lives and overall well-being. Cheers to cellular health and cheers to ASEA. Okay, bye. I uh, am reading this book by Rain Wilson, the actor who played Dwight on The Office, who's hilarious, but he's a spiritual like guru. The guy's amazing, and he's writing this book called, I think it's called Soul Boom, but he mentioned this statistic, and I'm going to butcher this statistic, so if you want to find it, go read the book, um, but it's for the first time ever, what's deemed as the elderly, the older folks who have historically uh, shown or at least... Um, communicated loneliness mm-hmm. at a greater rate than any other like demographic is now less than what would be deemed youth. And the youth has more cases or acknowledged uh, loneliness than that of the elderly. Mm-hmm. This is wild it's stuff crazy. because people are seemingly more connected than ever. Mm-hmm. Like you could chat with a freaking AI bot <laughs> And, and, and that was something that wasn't even close to being real even five years ago, you know, 10 years ago. And so I think that also just layers in the importance of this connection with a real human being in some way, especially if it's physical. And, you know, for me, this is maybe the most important thing about this, this morning routine of connecting with someone you love and is that it anchors in this sense of what really matters. Mm -hmm. So I tend to think, and I say this often, like love is really all that matters in the universe. Like it's the binding connecting force of anything that is good. And so while I know that in my mind, I oftentimes have a hard time embodying that or integrating that in the 3d flesh in the physical world. And there's something about the specific intentional act of connecting to another human being, this act of giving and receiving love. First thing Mm -hmm. is anchoring that uh, belief, that knowing that I have that love is so important into my physicality. And at the end of the day, if I lay my head down on the pillow, I'll at least have the self-worth of communicating love at that point during the day, even if I did nothing good the rest of that day. And I think that that's like really powerful. I know that I am the most grounded in my authentic self in the morning. And I realize some people might take a little longer to get up and kind of like get into themselves. But really the morning is before all the stressors of the day. It's before looking at your phone and getting you know, blown up by all the garbage that's out there uh, before emails, you, and- emails, before stressors, before distractions, even if it's not bad stuff, you're just distracted or doing something else. You're most authentic for me, at least I shall just speak for me. The most authentic connection that I have between my heart and my mouth, the purest connection is in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so doesn't it make the most sense for me to share with people that I love, share with you who I love the most, um, what I am authentically feeling when the channel is the most clear. Totally. And the fact that you know that is also like 
you know what? He loves me. Even yeah. if even if I get distracted later in the day, even if I get pissed at somebody or I'm wanting to watch the NBA playoffs <laughs> and I forget to like, you know, look at you for an hour or something. <laughs> and uh, you've known that at the start of that day, I, when I was the most balanced, communicated this overwhelming love that I have for mm -hmm. you, you know? And this is something that we've learned over time. We didn't do this kind of stuff in part one. Like, no, let's be honest. No. Um, and we have the opportunity and privilege to be blessed with a part two to our relationship where we're able to stand back, evaluate what happened in part one. And of course there was so much more to it, but this is definitely one of those things where it was like, are we staying connected and in alignment in our love to each other every day? And that was n not the case in yeah. part one. And so it's like, we've been down that road and we know what it leads to. And so we're investing in small acts like this that have profound ripple effects through the rest of our relationship. So this is um, something that we've learned the hard way. Totally. And and last point for me on this, on this first one, um, empathy is, is something our world at large is deficient in. And it's something that I've absolutely had a challenge integrating. Um, but there is, there is nothing like the power and the, the feeling of empathy when you're staring at somebody who's sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I realize that sounds creepy too. At the same time, <laughs> like I'm not telling everybody to go, you know, watch people sleep. <laughs> but when I come in in the morning and I see you uh, sleeping, you are so innocent and all of your masks are down, right? Like regardless of who you are, or how spiritually enlightened you are, we all wear these egoic masks. And those are the masks that trigger us. Those are the masks, even, even if they're worked on, like it's, it's still in this human existence so difficult to express your most innocent, authentic self throughout the waking day because you just, you, you put masks on in the different yeah. lanes of life that you different live. Different hats, you can say. Hats, yeah. exactly. But aren't we all innocent at the end of the day? Like our souls are perfect. Yeah. And that's, that tends to be what I believe. And when you see the perfection of somebody prior to having their various hats or masks on, there is this connection of empathy and this this resonating feeling of we are all in this grand play, this grand uh, scheme of learning or this school of earth. Of earth. Um, and it just highlights this feeling of like, yo, we're all really in this together. Yeah. And uh, that is a really powerful feeling to take into your day. I think this can happen when you stare at somebody in the eyes. I think this can happen through a long hug as well. And so that, that, concept of empathy and this idea that we're we're really at the end of the day innocent and perfect at our core um is something that's a really powerful feeling to embody mm -hmm. throughout your life so beautifully said my love that's the last like ooey gooey mushy the rest of these are pretty practical um <laughs> so moving on to number two mm -hmm. the second morning routine uh that we we suggest and, and we actually stack this one is around hydration and supplements so make sure you're hydrating and it helps to stack your supplementation protocol with hydrating. Mm -hmm. So uh, a big influence on a lot of the things that we share from a health standpoint on this podcast comes from Andrew Huberman, PhD, uh, host of the Huberman Lab podcast, who's big on morning routines. And as it pertains to hydration, he says that you definitely need to be hydrating after you sleep. You know, you're obviously not consuming liquids for six to 10 hours, depending on who you are. And so to hydrate 
right away in the morning is critical. He suggests about eight ounces of water per waking hour for the first 10 hours of the day. So like I get up at 5 a.m. ish and by 3 p.m. I've roughly accumulated eight ounces of water per hour for those uh, that portion of my day. Now I drink more when I get up. I, mm-hmm. I, I chug a lot of water and drink a ton of water. So I'm not getting like doing the math and everything. Yeah. But after that, that initial like refuel or rehydration, um, I am trying to be mindful like, hey, am I getting a glass of water until three, like every hour roughly? Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but I think it's a good thing to take note of. After those 10 hours, it's about five ounces of water per hour for the rest of the day. Where you would want to adjust this, obviously, is if uh, circumstances change. Like maybe it's really hot out. Maybe your room was hot all night and you were sweating all night. You might want a little more water. Uh, maybe you're exercising that day or you exercised yesterday and didn't get enough water. You may want to up, you know, up level the, the amount of water that you're consuming. Um, but I like this guide and it's mm-hmm. been helpful for me to, to kind of just keep a little mental math going of like, hey, has it been an hour? Because I should probably get a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then lastly, like I think, uh, and then I'll pass to you on this one, but it's not just water. So it's, it's like the quality really matters. And so when I think of water quality, I think of filtered and clean water. I think of structured water. And then there's kind of these, uh, extensions on that, something like hydrogen water or something like, uh, the analemma Mm-hmm. wand yeah and so maybe you can jump into those yeah yeah so we uh we're big around we're big water geeks water nerds around here um we've had episodes around water uh in the past one of them is episode 82 with gary greenfield if you want to go super deep into the benefits of why you need to be structuring your water that's definitely an episode to listen to i'll link it in the show notes um and then yeah you if you're just using like a brita water filter uh, that's not really doing anything. So there are these other uh, modalities. There are these other tools that we can use to filter the water, like really filter the water, structure the water such that it mimics water from nature. That's essentially what structuring is. It's structuring the water molecules after they've gone through like lead, you know, 90 degree pipes and it's just dead water structuring like literally rearranges the molecules into what looks to be like beautiful snowflake projections underneath a microscope. And so it's so much easier for your body to incorporate and to really hydrate from structured water versus just unfiltered, unstructured tap water. It's a a recognition. It's a recognition of something that is alive and Mm -hmm. and embodied in the form of water. Our organs and our entire system is looking for life giving. Mm -hmm. And when water is quote unquote dead or lacks the structure, the body itself is less interested in main in leveraging that water for vitality. The body basically has to structure it. Yeah. And so it's taking energy away from your other body processes and functions to structure the water. So then that you can actually use it. So if you do that, you're, you're saving energy in your body and allowing your body to use it right away. Again, that's episode 82 with Gary Greenfield. And then, yeah, you mentioned hydrogen. We have little hydrogen bottles. You push a little button and it, you know, makes it hydrogen water, which is great. And then, yeah, we, we, uh, use the analemma wand and analemma water is really fascinating. There's incredible research behind it. When we heard the research recently in the last month or so, I like was like, 
we're getting one of these ASAP. So it's literally a little wand that you use and stir your water with. And uh, we're going to be actually having someone on from the company. His name's Mario. He's going to come on and do a deep dive into the research behind Analemma water. And this is a really cool option for people. I won't get too far deep into it today, but it's a really great option for people um, if you want to structure your water that's really affordable because yeah. some of these structuring devices are in the thousands of, of dollars and it, it can be like, Oh my gosh, wow. I, I don't know if I can do this. Right. And so the analemma wand is a really good option uh, for people. And so we're going to be, we're going to be sharing about that really soon. And that's a good point. I don't want people to feel overwhelmed by all of the modalities that we're recommending under some of these categories. Just make just one step forward. Yeah. Like even if you're drinking tap water, which I was like four years ago, um, you can actually just add a little more consciousness and intentionality into this by you can fill your, your glass with tap water and just let it sit out for 10 or 15 minutes. The heavy metals and things that you're not going to be able to pick up with your naked eye are actually going to go to the bottom. And so you're going to get a good portion of that water, at least cleaner than had you just taken it from mm -hmm. the tap. And so there, and you can, you can actually set it in sunlight and it, and the sunlight can charge or help structure the water. You can charge it with your gratitude. You can charge it with your gratitude. I mean, look at some of the studies on what happens to water molecules when it's in front of love, energy, and gratitude. And I realize this is getting really esoteric. And it's woo, wild. But it's, there's actually really legit yeah. scientific data. Dr. Emoto. So it's just one step. Like mm -hmm. if, if you're not to the point where you have the capacity to bring in a full structuring system, uh, start with just like cleaning it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we've got resources for all of those. We've yeah. got other episodes for all of those. But like, I have absolutely been overwhelmed by biohackers, podcasters, influencers who are like, here's the 50 things you need to do and go mortgage your house, you know, <laughs> you know, take a second mortgage on your house to be able to afford it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it scares the shit out of me. So cash um, in your call, your kid's college fund. <laughs> right. But like, that's part of the reason we even do this podcast is like, we've been into the weeds on some of the stuff and we're yeah. trying to distill it and, and bring people along the journey yeah. on some of the learnings that we've had. Yeah. Totally. I never want it to feel like completely overwhelming. I want it to feel like an invitation and that, you know, we're trying these things out for ourselves and keeping what really helps and works yeah. and uh, sharing that with you all. And one other point I wanted to make here on the, the topic of water and hydration and everything is actually a change that I've had in my morning routine uh, for the last few months. And so when we talk about coffee and water hydration, there's conflicting data and arguments here. Some say that coffee is dehydrating and some say that you can count coffee towards your total hydration for the day. I tend to believe that it probably depends on the quality. Like if you're making Folgers with tap water, that's probably more dehydrating than if you're drinking you know, King Coffee with Analemma water. Right. So like it's, I don't think all of it, it all falls under the same bucket, like where we can just point to it and say it's dehydrating or not. Um, but I know from my experience for the last few years, I would wake up and immediately make coffee right away, come into the kitchen, make my coffee right away. Of course, I would have like water and minerals next to it that I would be sipping on, mm -hmm. but coffee was always first. And Actually, what I've been doing the last three months is getting up instead of going to coffee, I have a green juice or two green juices yeah. from Organifi. And what I've noticed is that my digestion like 
kicks in faster, if you know what I mean. Um, it just Poop. gets <laughs> it just gets things moving faster. It's not like a laxative. Yeah. It just is delivering high quality nutrients that your body is like just loving and getting things moving and grooving and all of that. And so, um, and also the, the, um, the support to stress, like you're, you're helping with the adaptogenic nature of ashwagandha that's in the green juice. And you're able to wake yourself up with a healthy dose of natural cortisol rather than immediately reaching for coffee, caffeine to wake yourself up. So I've been waiting about 30 minutes to have my coffee and I, I, I feel better doing it and I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna keep doing it. Um, and we, we know that there's benefits of, you know, waiting at least 30 minutes to have, you know, putting caffeine in your body. So I'd rather like have my body, turn itself on rather than you know having caffeine to to get things revved up yeah i'm the same way there's you know huberman would say it's anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half you know there's there's varying opinions don't kill yourself trying to be crazy about timing just listen to your body and i do recommend consuming non-caffeinated beverages prior to just caffeine asap out of bed yeah Um, and then the next thing so under this hydration habit which i think is so critical like just watch yourself feel better by hydrating period improve the quality improve the amount of volume that you're consuming on on water and your life will just immediately change Mm -hmm. immediately for the better it's that simple yeah but to habit stack this and something we both do is we add our supplement protocol, the vitamins, minerals, nutrients that we're getting in the form of supplements. We add this with our hydrating routine in the morning. Yeah. So like it can be really annoying. We're constantly cycling different supplement protocols um, and it can be hard to remember. So mm-hmm. the, the simplest way and the most effective way to just make sure that we're getting these critical attributes of supplementation into our protocol is to stack it with the morning hydration routine. Mm-hmm. And so in the morning, we're typically, and I, we go through a ton of different supplements, so I'm just going to stick to kind of like the, the pillars that are never really ever changing. Mm-hmm. That is some level of minerals and electrolytes in our water, um, mushrooms, mm-hmm. HCC, like we talked about at the top of the show, and I'm always taking Mushy Love because I, I wait for uh, a little while to have coffee also, so I have the non-caffeinated Mushy Love in a hot cup of like milk or water with a little chocolate protein or something. And so that's huge. And then organo instead, before I have, uh, or, or instead of having regular coffee, I've transitioned to mushroom coffee, King coffee, black coffee. Um, and it's just been freaking life changing. Mm-hmm. And then like you mentioned, Organifi, I'm always having a, an Organifi green juice, uh, in the morning. And then before working out, I'm using Organifi peak cause it's, it's got pre-workout, uh, ingredients as well as Organifi Red. And um, so between minerals, electrolytes, HCC and, and Mushy Love for a mushroom uh, morning supplement, and then my coffee and Organifi, I'm able to like get the essentials for supplementation and this nu- these nutraceuticals is what they are, mm-hmm. mixed with the necessity to rehydrate my body upon waking. Yeah, and it's really nice because you grab a handful of eight to ten capsules of whatever it is that we're taking, and you you know by the time you finish, yeah, you know taking the capsules, you you've already drank the entire green juice, or I have at least. So it's like hitting yeah, two birds with one stone. I, if I have meetings in the morning, it's a problem because I need to take like fifty pee breaks. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, okay, moving on to number three here, 
movement and learning. Mm, love this one. So movement. Okay. We all know the benefits of health, uh, the healthy benefits of movement exercise in general, of course, but here's why it's great as a part of your morning routine. Specifically, it boosts energy levels, enhances your mental clarity, improves metabolism. Wait, let's go back to enhances mental clarity. How many times have you been moving your body in mobility or in your workout and you get a flash of like, oh, I just got a solution to the problem that I was thinking about yesterday. Yep. Things are moving. Your body is moving. Blood, blood is pumping to your brain. And oftentimes I have flashes of insight or creativity Absolutely. where I'm like, ooh, I know what I'm going to post about today. Like, I don't know why it comes when you're moving. I don't know the exact like physiological whatever functions that's happening behind, you know, behind my, my mind. But like, it's real. Okay, ready for real talk, aka poop talk. If you're a new listener, this is who I am. I'm an open book. So we all know that regular, predictable elimination is absolutely essential for health maintenance. We should all be going one to three times a day, every day. When things are backed up, I personally am a different human. I'm irritable, uncomfortable, and generally more anxious. So how do I keep things flowing? One of the ways is with Organifi Green Juice. First thing in the morning, I have two servings of green juice. I stir one scoop into about 10 ounces of water, drink it down, followed by another scoop in another 10 ounces. So right away, I am flooding my cells with a hefty dose of micronutrients that support detoxification, hydration, and cortisol levels, as well as hydrating my bowels. Organifi is organic, non-GMO, glyphosate residue-free, and has a therapeutic dose of this king of herbs called ashwagandha. Other green juices only have a fairy dusting of ashwagandha. Try Organifi Green Juice to energize and nourish your cells, hydrate your bowels, and support your cortisol levels. Go to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT, that's M-I-M-I-F-I-T, for a hefty 20% off all of their products. Or just check the show notes below. Cheers and love. Do you want to hear my bro-y, uh, it's not science, so I'm not even going to say bro science. Your my, theory. My bro theory. Yeah, love it. Let's hear it. This is how the universe works. When you hyper-focus on a solution, you won't find a result. You're too much in your rational brain. Mm -hmm. You're trying to, through a math formula, figure out a solution to a complex problem um, or a creative problem or creative solution because you're using a logical, rational approach to the creative, which is illogical, irrational. So you are able to bypass your rational mind because when you're moving your body, you need to pay attention. You need to focus on you know where you're planting your, your foot or your palm if you're mm -hmm. doing some yogic movement or stretch. Um, and so that portion of your brain that's kind of focused on the logistics is currently occupied and how typically, uh, lightning strikes of inspiration or creativity come is happenstance often. Uh, and, and these are the, the, you wake up in the middle of the night and you get an intuitive, uh, nudge towards something, or mm -hmm. you're in the middle of the shower and all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking or listening to the water and then just this boom, lightning mm -hmm. strike of intuition. And I think it's the same because I've had the same thing when mm -hmm. I'm exercising. If I'm killing myself, like in the gym, I'm probably not going to be having any creative yeah. breakthroughs. Yeah. But if, I'm, if I've got this kind of like passive exercise habit, 
in that window of time, there is a there is a a gate that's opened for the creative, yeah. for the intuitive, for the potentially irrational to at least make its way into my conscious mind. Yeah, love it. I love the bro theory, and yeah. I believe it. <laughs> um, it also so having uh, movement as part of your morning. It also improves metabolism throughout your day, promotes better sleep, which is kind of like counterintuitive. Like waking up in the morning and getting movement in the morning actually helps you sleep better. But it's definitely definitely true. Um, reduces stress. Exercise can be a a great way to reduce stress and anxiety for sure. And for me personally. Morning exercise literally gives me more confidence for other challenging tasks in my day. Yeah. If I, you know, if I've already moved thousands of pounds in my morning lift, then pretty much, you know, nothing else in my day is going to be necessary, is going to be likely harder or more difficult, more challenging than what I just did in the gym, you yeah. know? And so it's like this boost of confidence that's, you know, I don't know if, if other people have that, but it certainly works for me where it just gives me more confidence and readiness for the other potentially challenging tasks in the day. Absolutely. There's actually science that shows when there is something you're not looking forward to, let's say it's a task, you have a, you have a meeting or a work project that you're really not looking forward to that day. The, the hack to have the motivation and the drive to do that is to find something equal or more challenging. Maybe yeah. something that you feel you don't want to do even more than the thing you're not looking forward to. But you can do this by pushing yourself into something hard like physical activity. Like... I feel like there are a lot of physical acts that I don't love to do. I don't like running, for instance. But on a day where I know that I've got something, you know, potentially I'm not looking forward to, to pursue the run because it's uncomfortable and it's kind of stretching me beyond my lane of comfort, even this is actually scientifically validated, that thing that you're not looking forward to suddenly becomes less. Yeah. It seems easier. It seems easier. So always look for these routes of, all right, I've got to spend two hours in a spreadsheet later going through the amount of commissions that I need to pay out Uh to the people who are affiliated with Mushy Love. And I don't like that project, but I also hate running. So I'm going to go for a two mile run this morning and everything will seem a little bit lighter today. So like there is a, there is a kind of psychological reverse engineering that (laughs) can happen. It is funny though, that we're, we're saying like, if you don't like doing one thing in your day, do two (laughs) things in your day that you don't like, but you know, obviously gauge the don't like, if it's like, you know, you have to hurt somebody. Like if that's what you're not looking forward to, maybe you need to address why you're having to hurt them in the first place. (laughs) It's more along the lines of like procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. Or just something that you know is going to be challenging, not something that you hate, but just something that is challenging. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry for the riff. No, I love it. All right. I'm going to kick it to you and, and talk to us about your mobility practice. Yeah. So we're talking about movement and some people might be like, okay, do you mean like lifting, like going into the gym and lifting or going for a run. I've been mentioning running. Um, and yes, totally. Most days of the week, I am doing a high intensity training of some kind, whether that's lifting weights in the gym, uh, or some form of cardio, like, uh, I row a couple times a week or I'll go for a jog a couple times a week. And that's higher intensity. My heart rate's getting to the point where it's like 60 to 70% of my max heart rate. But that's actually not the most important movement that I give my body. 
I have a mobility routine and it's been a long relationship that's evolved from where I used to get up and my movement was torturing my body. It was immediately hitting the gym and lifting as hard as I could or doing like interval sprints up hills or going down to the San Diego convention center for an hour and running six miles of stairs when I was training for a Spartan race a day. Insane. This has evolved into what is now a nurture and a love activity Mm -hmm. with my body. And I call it mobility, but what it looks like is it's a series of yogic poses and uh, active dynamic stretching with a little like some push-ups to get things going, like the blood going some, um, I don't even do pull-ups anymore because it, cause it's a little too high intensity. Um, and I use rubber bands to like stretch my back and work on my posture. It's about 20 to 25 minutes where I'm opening up hips, uh, hamstrings, butt cheeks, not the butt <laughs> cheeks themselves, but the actual butt. Spreading butt cheeks. The actual glute it's muscles. Very important for health. <laughs> Spreading butt cheeks in the mirror, uh, <laughs> taking selfies for you. <laughs> Um, but what this does is, is my heart rate really doesn't get up high at all. Um, I'm breathing through my nose because breathing through your nose keeps you in a more parasympathetic state than Mm -hmm. sympathetic. It also improves your, the, the nitric oxide in your blood, which gives you a little more pump for the activities of the day. And through this process, I am checking in with my body. Hey, how are you feeling today? You feeling like lifting after this? Hey, um, do I need to work on a particular spot a little bit more? Maybe I shouldn't lift uh, upper body today because my lower back is, yeah. or my, my upper back, I got this spot in my upper back when I broke my ribs that has a, it gets inflamed from time to time. Okay. Maybe I just need a walk. Maybe I just yeah. need to walk. Yeah. And so I'm checking in with my body and this gives me the feedback that I really need. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do mobility most days. If I'm, if I have the flu or something, I'm probably not going to do the stretching activities and the, and the mobility activities. But even if I slept like shit, even if I, uh, don't have like what feels like strength to be able to work out, I'm going to go through this process anyway. I'm going to get the, the blood moving energy gets stored in your body mm-hmm. in different locations. And sometimes you quite literally need to just massage them yeah. like a sponge Get out stagnant. And it's amazing the the amount of days where I've been like, yeah, I just don't know if it's a day where I should, where I should lift. I feel really shitty this morning and I'll go through the 20 or 25 minutes and actually have more vitality than I had on a day when I felt pretty good waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll have a day where my, my whoop band will tell me that my HRV or my recovery suggests that I probably, you know, uh, shouldn't work out and, or it might say that I should. And I actually go through the mobility practice. I check in with my body and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready to lift my max weight today. Yeah. I, I just don't feel the the vitality that I need, but this nurturing, loving relationship with the body is so important. Mm-hmm. And so if I had to choose between lifting or 20 to 25 minutes of mobility, like let's say I only had 30 minutes it's going to be mobility every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm so proud that you have developed this practice for yourself. Like just singing your praises for a minute. Like y'all don't even know chase treats his body like a freaking temple that he worships and it is so inspiring to see you in this practice um i love also that you do it naked that's great for me um (laughs) and uh 
no, but all jokes aside, like I, I literally just, it's so inspiring for me, you know, to continue to check in with my body and make sure I'm loving my body and nourishing my body with movement and that you, and I've just seen so much growth yeah. even since we got back together four years ago, like how this has morphed and um, you've really alchemized this process into something that's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would encourage everybody, this <clears throat> doesn't have to suck. So don't choose movements that that you don't like. Mm-hmm. This is a practice of love. So for instance, a long time, it was a challenge to stretch my groin and my hip flexors. And so the traditional ways to stretch it, like the butterfly, I don't like that. I don't like that pose. It, it doesn't feel good. So I've worked through other uh, positions to work on my groin and my hip flexors. And so find what you love. Don't do anything you don't love. There are certain lifting formations that are like, if you don't love squatting and you have every reason to squat, I really think you should be putting some weight on your back and, and squatting. It's really healthy for you. But when it comes to this mobility practice, I really think it's one that needs to be more aligned with what feels good for you. Cause mm-hmm. this needs to be something you look forward to. Yeah. Um, practically, if you have any range of, uh, range of movement challenges, like maybe your shoulder a lot of times, this is the case, uh, your hip flexors, like I just mentioned, or your hamstrings, you shouldn't be going straight into the gym and just hitting the weights. If your recruitment patterns feel like they're sticky mm-hmm. or you get a little like hinge or like a little pain, you're going to want to work with very lightweight or something like rubber bands or not any weight at all until you can get those patterns corrected. Another reason this this mobility practice is so important is because it primes the way that your uh, the, the, the physics of your body move that can be supportive of vitality. Mm-hmm. Think of this practice as, this movement practice as if you are a car that is turning into a classic car. And as we get older, it's more and more important to keep up with the maintenance of that vehicle. Sometimes it's as simple as just taking the car for a spin around the block. Because if you don't you know, turn it on and, and run the car's engine, it's gonna have a harder time to start if you don't move it for a year or two mm-hmm. years or whatever. Yeah. And so this is like, hey, this is your uh, mobility practice, your movement practice that's like keeping great care of this classic car that you Mm -hmm. adore and love and and is going to be vital for a long time. Yeah. We got to move it or lose it as we age. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit just quickly about what kind of movement is best in the morning. And this is based on research from Andrew Huberman. Uh, The most beneficial kind of movement in the morning is obviously going to depend on your individual preferences, your fitness level, of course, Uh, you know, how much time do you have for this? Do you have 20 minutes or do you have an hour and 20 minutes? And the, the specific season or cycle of life that you're in. So, you know, parents with a new baby, it may look different for you in your morning. Maybe it's five minutes, you know, of just gentle stretching. And that's all the time that you have before baby wakes up. And then maybe you get your lift in in the afternoon. Like, obviously, we need to be uh, flexible with what's going on in our life. So those are the caveats. But Exercise movement that's really beneficial for morning would be like taking a brisk walk or like a gentle jog, not all out sprinting first thing in the morning, but just like waking the body up with like a little, you know, jog or a brisk walk, getting a rebounder or, you know, a mini trampoline there. That's the fancy word is rebounder. Mm hmm. Even if you only, and I, I recommend everyone get one of these. We have one sitting right over here. Yeah, they're, and like, they're like 50 bucks on Amazon. I'll, I'll get up in the middle of my work day. You know, I try to do it a few times a day and just bounce on it for 
three to five minutes, even if you only have that amount of time, by the end of that five minutes, your calves will be burning, your quads will be, you know, a little shaky, you'll be breathing heavy, and but it's low impact, of course, and it's getting your lymph yep. moving. NASA actually says that this is the most beneficial exercise that we can do as wow. humans. Yeah, because you're weightless for a second. So as you're bouncing, you're moving, you're helping facilitate the lymph system and it's moving lymph through your body, which is our drainage pathways. It's yeah. it's so vital for long-term health. So grab yourself a, a rebounder for sure. Yeah. I feel like I got to do that. Definitely do that more. And, um, I feel like Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we already mentioned, obviously Chase just went into his mobility practice. This could look like yoga or just gentle stretching in the, in the morning. Um, we are morning people, so we are excited to work out in the morning. So we do strength training. I do it four to five times a week. And then I'm also supplementing with yoga and or rowing or, uh, you know, just walking. So, you know, if you're not a morning person and you're maybe an evening night owl type person, maybe you want to work out in the afternoon when your strength levels feel better, but do something in the morning. Yeah. If, even if it's just 10 minutes of stretching or five minutes of rebounding, do some sort of intentional movement in the morning. Totally. You, you start putting a lot of these uh, habits together, like for instance, hydration and supplementation and movement mm -hmm. and issues like dehydration, issues like constipation, uh, depression. Some of these other things start to feel a little bit better. Yeah, and then, sure. and then with movement, um, you and I are always speaking of stacking, adding on a way that we can learn, which is why we called this routine movement and learning. Yeah. So we jump into we jump into a <laughs> podcast or audiobook. Um, you know, we're always changing up what we're listening to. Chase is listening to a book right now. Um, but we're engaging in something that we want to learn about just because. And I really, uh, I think that this is, is vital. It's important for each of us, even if, if it's 15 minutes a day, to invest you know, a coin into the piggy bank that is learning just for the sake of learning, for literally just because you're interested in the thing. It can be whatever you want, but I think it is affirmative to having a growth mindset throughout life. Yep. So whether it's an audiobook or a podcast or whatever it is, maybe it's just music for some people, you know, maybe that's what you prefer in your workout. But I personally, like I, most of the time I'm wanting to engage in something that can teach me something. Or if I'm really not feeling like, I don't want, I don't want to pack my brain. Maybe I'm stressed. I throw in Chris D'Elia and I just laugh, yeah. you oh, know, totally. it's like, it doesn't have to be like stringent, like structured Andrew Huberman lab, super intense, like just make it something that you enjoy learning and listening to. Yep. I cycle and season through the types of content that I'm listening to as I'm doing this movement yeah. habit. And right now I'm feeling, uh, I, I like listening to spiritual stuff right now, mm -hmm. which three months ago I wanted very practical. Yeah. Three months before that, I think I wanted to listen to NFL and NBA. Yeah. And so just like, what are you feeling? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be reading or listening to something that is like, uber inspiring it can mm -hmm. just be therapy it yeah. can be escapism and a lot of that is totally cool for the mm -hmm. for the psyche and then you're also maximizing your time which is nice you know some people especially if you're a busy mom or busy dad like 
this might be the only time in your day where you feel like you're able to listen to a podcast or whatever. So you're maximizing collapsing time. Um, you're also getting, you know, providing, obviously, we already spoke to this ed- education and entertainment. And it can, you know, distract a little bit from the discomfort of if you're, you know, doing something really challenging, it can right. kind of make the time go by faster. Yeah, for sure. All right. Last uh, routine that yeah. we're encouraging everybody to look into. Last element of a high vibe morning. That's right. And this is gratitude and light. That sounds like a book title. Yeah, it does. Um, but we mean actual physical light. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to gratitude, again, this is another one that like, I need to come up, I need to coin this. It's like hijacked words. Gratitude is an incredible word and has so much meaning, but it's turned into like, literal professions for people, which is like, I'm a gratitude coach. It's like, what? What are you freaking talking about? Gratitude coach? I coach gratitude coaches or something. No hate out there if no you're listening and you're a gratitude coach. I know, I probably probably should because there's a lot of well-meaning people out there. <laughs> but gratitude is wildly powerful, yeah. mentally, physically, so supportive of well-being. Like, I, I actually went in and, and was like, are there like, you know, scientific studies around gratitude? And typically, uh, there, well, there are, first of all. And then, the way that they have measured this in a lot of cases is consistently through this very standard, like write down three things you're grateful for in the morning before you start your day. Hey friend, by now, I think most of us realize that our earth needs our support more than ever. Sadly, most of the usable soil on earth has been degraded into lifeless dust by conventional farming's overuse of glyphosate and pesticides. This is a big problem for not only us, but even bigger problem for our kids' generation. Chase and I's favorite way to support the earth is by supporting the regenerative farmers who use methods that do not degrade the soil, but builds robust, rich, biodiverse soil. Every month we receive our meat subscription box from Wild Pastures that provides a wide variety of meat, chicken, sausage, pork, beef, and even organ meats if we want. These are the best prices we have found on meat that's organic, pasture-raised, and sourced from regenerative farmers. And boxes are completely customizable to fit your family's needs. With Wild Pastures, you're not only supporting your family's health with the highest quality meat, you're also supporting future generations and our earth, our home. Now, Wild Pastures is giving you 20% off your subscription and free shipping for life. Just check the show notes below for our direct link and start building your first box. Enjoy. And this is what a host of these diverse studies, different groups found. Improved mood, reduced stress, better sleep. Crazy. All all from having a gratitude practice, a consistent gratitude practice in the morning before you start your day. And it's as simple as writing down three things that you're grateful for. Which is like the most basic gratitude thing i mean it could take 30 seconds yeah i mean and there's a couple ways to do this you know um we'll get into our specific gratitude routines in a minute but i've seen people who um as they're having coffee they have a journaling practice and it starts with gratitude um i really like the where you've got a like a jar or a vase and you have little note cards and you write what you're grateful for or something you want to manifest in your life or somebody else's life you write it down and you drop it in the jar and once it's in the jar, it's like, you know, out into the ether. I don't yeah. know. But the, the practice and the ritual of it is really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then I actually, we would do this practice. And then, you know, once the jar gets full, it's really fun to dump it out and read each one. And it's just like, it just lights you up to think about all the things over the course of the last month or two months or whatever it is that you love and that you're grateful for and that you want to manifest and that's lighting you up. It's like an instant smile sesh. For sure. (laughs) Smile sesh. (laughs) Smile sesh. We've talked a lot about how to stack some of these habits. And when it comes to having a gratitude practice, the way that this looks for us, uh, looks like for us is we actually stack a light practice Mm -hmm. with gratitude. And we have talked in previous episodes about, about how we integrate light into our life. We do it with real light from the sun Mm -hmm. in the morning, as well as through light devices, red light devices. And so the benefits of morning sunlight I have gone into, uh, I think in multiple episodes, but I'll briefly like touch over them. I get up in the morning and within the first two hours of sunrise, because within that first couple hours, there are significantly more um, beneficial rays of light from the sun that hit your eyes and then through your endocrine mm-hmm. system kind of have this cascade of effect. So important within those first two hours of sunrise. But I get out and I have anywhere from a 10 to a 20 minute walk without sunglasses, not directly staring at the sun, but like allowing the sun to hit my face. Or even if it's cloudy, it's it's still, the yeah. light is still getting through. And I usually find a spot in nature to spend five to seven minutes in a gratitude practice. So what that looks like usually is I'm walking down to the beach in some way on this island and I'm sitting down on the sand and putting my bare feet in uh, the earth and I am sitting there and even thinking about something I'm grateful for or something as simple as I'm just listening to the sounds of nature Mm -hmm. and anything that comes into my ear, even if it's, uh, you know, the most annoying bird in the world, (laughs) I will acknowledge it and just simply be grateful for it. Yeah. And uh, it's just freaking powerful, dude. Mm -hmm. And so all of these benefits, when you add gratitude to something like a sunlight practice, I I think are amplified, Mm -hmm. you know, benefits of morning sunlight helps set your circadian rhythms, support sleep and energy at the right times throughout the day. It boosts your mood. Like it literally boosts dopamine and you have motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, it ha- enhances your ability to cognitively function throughout mm-hmm. the day. And then I think we all know the benefits of, of vitamin D. It's something that one of the great findings of the pandemic was how critically important vitamin D is in yeah. the morning. And so you're stacking these physical things on top of a, a mental psychological practice of gratitude and like good luck not feeling major yeah. benefit. Yeah. And with that sunlight, you know, sometimes um, it doesn't look like a walk for me, but now that it's getting warmer in the morning and light out in the morning, like I'm getting up in the six o'clock hour and the sun is up already versus three months ago, it was still dark. I'm able to sit out on the patio that we have and drink my coffee or green juice or whatever. And just like take note of the morning light, watch the birds, you know, listen to the noises around me. And it's really just soothing. So I like that for morning sunlight. If I'm not going directly into a walk, that's really nice. Um, But most days I am getting a morning walk as well. Um, If not, Um, And even in addition to, we are using also Juve Red Light, which is at this point, it's a staple in our morning, whether we get out on a walk or not. The the benefits of red light are uh, many and um, they are well documented. And 
some of the benefits in addition to the ones that you just named might besides the vitamin D production. Um, it's also helping for the red light specifically is helping to reduce inflammation. And uh, there's also a ton of benefits for skin health and, and, yeah. and skin brightness, vitality, healing. And I've now been using the juve red light for, I don't know, close to four years. You've been using it even longer than mm-hmm. me. And I swear it absolutely adds to the overall health of my skin, no doubt. 100%. Uh, the, I remember the first, like, I started using it probably five or six years ago, and within three or four months, I didn't really even know that the benefits were so crazy for skin mm-hmm. health. I thought it was more like recovery. I liked the red ambiance of being able to meditate. I was beginning to meditate at that time, and it just the whole ambiance was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know I kept getting these compliments on my skin, which was weird because I'm at that time, 28 or so. And I'm like, I've never been complimented on my skin before. This is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, it's legitimately smoother. Yeah. And, um, again, yeah. these are, these are not scientific facts. Just, it's, our, it's just our experience. Um, but man, it's, it's one yeah. of those things that I, it will absolutely be a staple for the rest of my life. So I'm sitting in front of the, the red light for at least 20 minutes and I'm usually reading and or journaling. And in that practice, I have some, it, it looks different depending on what I'm feeling for my intuition. Sometimes I want to read for the full 20 minutes. Sometimes I want to journal. Sometimes I want to do both. Um, but it's usually uh, some sort of reflective process. Maybe I'm just sitting there and, you know, focusing on my breath for five minutes. It's, it's, there's different combos, but I'm always sitting in stillness in front of the red light, reading, journaling, reflecting, and just paying attention to what's going on in my body. And if nothing else, if you don't do anything else of, you know, any other thing that we've talked about today thus far in this podcast, sitting in stillness and just listening to what's coming up in your body, paying attention to your breath and just grounding yourself in your own breath for five minutes a day that can work wonders for people. And it's, it's a nutrient, you know, stillness, quiet reflection time is I think a nutrient that most of the world could use a lot more of, especially in this very fast paced, you know, crisis driven world that we live in and that we're connected to, we, we don't want to underestimate the benefits of stillness. Yep. Stillness. Uh, I think the word being grounded gets thrown out there a lot, but what does that really mean? Um, yes, to get your feet on the earth and, and to stay consistent, but just grounded in the unchanging version of you that is the divine light within your body Mm -hmm. and coming back to that place of center and grounded. And in this chaos, I know that there's consistency in the sense that I am a divine spark of the creator in some Mm -hmm. way. And uh, there's a lot of things that I don't know. It doesn't do me any good to attach my emotions to those things that I don't understand uh, when it's, it's, it's one thing to be curious, but it's another thing to be attached to the ever changing chaos that is yeah. this world, uh, and to come back to this place of center. And yeah. that's what all, that's what this morning routine is about. Yeah. It's about finding those things that 
bring you that sense of consistency, not compulsion. I think that I have often turned, you know, I read Atomic Habits by James Clear, listen to the biohackers like Ben Greenfield, and all of a sudden I've got a three-hour morning ritual that's going to turn me into, you know, uh, a Terminator. But the problem (laughs) is that I suffer from adrenal exhaustion trying to implement all of those things. So it's listening to what others are suggesting and actually showing to be beneficial, running them through your system, applying them to, to your life, and making progress. Yeah. You know, yeah. getting better. Are you closer to love, health, and vitality today after implementing the, the, some of these suggestions from the routine than you were the day before? If, so, if yes, fuck yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, important. I'm glad you brought up the, the Ben Greenfield thing because I've certainly listened to people like him, biohackers or Dave Asprey or whatever. And you can come away, you know, from listening to those people and feeling like, damn it, I, I got a long ways to go. Yeah. I am not even close to where they are. That's his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his job is to do that. And to, he is the extreme. We want to present this, you know, these practices in a way that feels reachable and tangible and helpful. Yeah. Like in no way do we want you to listen to this and feel like, man, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough, man. I really got, I dropped the ball. I, 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 I don't know if I can do this. And this is where, you know, just talking about some sort of consistency, I think can come in the benefits of trying to be consistent, but not beating yourself up for it because that doesn't feel good either. So if you if you don't have much of a morning routine right now that you're really excited about and that lifts you up and that primes you for your day, just if you're wanting to implement things, just change one thing at a time. Yeah. Don't usher in 10 new things and expect to be perfect at it, especially if you're like an overachiever, you know, type three Enneagram, whatever, you might be like, oh yeah, I'm going to write down their practices. I'm going to do them all. That's not realistic. Choose one thing that you're excited about. Right. That it's not a chore for you to do. That you're like, you wake up excited to do the thing. Um, And then, you know, I would also say, be mindful about not sacrificing sleep to have, you know, one of these other practices in your day. Like, be smart, be be mindful, um, be wise about, you know, if your kids get up at 7 a.m. and you like to, you know, have a morning routine. Maybe you don't need to get up at 4 a.m. to to get it all done. Like your body could probably use those extra hours of sleep versus getting up and being, you know, having a whole morning to yourself. Like just be wise, listen to your body. Or like, you know, this last 10 days or so where we've been fighting off a cold. um, I haven't gotten up at five. I've let my body get me up. Yeah. And do I still do the mobility routine, the movement routine and the gratitude routine? Yes but I shorten them. So I don't have 25 minutes to do mobility. I might just do 10. I might just get everything going a little bit. I may not do push-ups. Um, or, hey, I've got 12 minutes to get outside and I'm just going to go straight to the grass or straight to the uh, sand, do three minutes of gratitude and get back. I think the consistency is important. So if you cannot abandon them altogether, but just be able to like scratch the itch of them slightly, that consistency, that momentum is really powerful for just being uh, being able to do this long term. Just be open to have your m- morning routine change as the different cycles and seasons, as you move through different cycles and seasons. Like 
when we have a kid, it's going to be different. It's going to yeah. look different for us. And we, we don't need to be attached to what we did two years ago. We need to keep evaluating and keep um, kind of, you know, just paying attention to what would be best, what would be most beneficial. Okay, I have 15 minutes. What would be most beneficial for my mental, my emotional health, my physical health? Or maybe it's prioritizing our connection. Yeah. Maybe that's the priority. Like, just be open to change as you move through life. I think it's important to cycle and season and yeah. following something like spring, summer, fall winter as the seasons and the cycles of the year to address where you want to change your morning routine is the perfect nudge. Like when you go through daylight savings, for instance, and all of a sudden everything else is sort of like thrown off. I think that's a good, you know, two times a year, maybe four times if you're going with the seasons to evaluate like, Hey, how's my morning routine working for me? It's been about three months now. How am I feeling? Is this something I want to keep doing or Mm -hmm. do I want to change some, some elements of this? Yeah. No, totally agree. I think that's important. I think we should run back through and just remind people of what uh, the elements of our high vibe morning are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one, this is the one that's a little more unique, but probably the most important, connecting with somebody you love Mm -hmm. in the morning. Number two, hydration and supplements. Number three, movement. How can you move your body in some way that is from a place of love? And how can you stack learning on top of that? Maybe mm-hmm. it's a podcast, maybe it's an audiobook, maybe it's just a sound that is supportive of new thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four, gratitude and light. And this is something that you can stack together, juve light or gratitude practice on your morning walk, like we've talked about. Um, yeah, I think that these are all really great. And I like that we, <laughs> patting ourselves on the back, I like that we're thinking about the thing behind the thing, not like specific elements that people have to have. Like, what is the nutrient that is available in this high vibe morning and then let the listener let you kind of fill in with what makes sense for your life, your budget, all of that, your family, like cater it to yourself. Yeah. Guys hit us up directly. Instagram is probably the best way. If you have questions around some of the things we mentioned, the supplements, Uh, if you have questions around the water, you know, that's one Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned budget and that's, it's legit. Like as I came into holistic health there were so many changes that I had to make from the way that I used my money in order mm-hmm. to bring more things of, of health and vitality into my life. And you know what that meant? It, mean, it meant cutting out alcohol. And when I started doing the math on how much I was consuming, especially if you're going out, mm-hmm. but even if you're buying hard liquor, which I preferred over beer, I was spending a lot of money. Yeah. And I actually spend probably less on supplements now, <laughs> despite the medicine cabinet that we have. Yeah. Um, than I did on alcohol. And so look at what is not serving you in your life. Mm -hmm. I realize probably a moderate consumption of alcohol can be adding to the fun bucket. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you really need hundreds, if not thousands a month in, in alcohol, which many are probably unconscious of actually spending that much, but, but is real. Um, So that's something that I would, I would suggest as well. But the point being, don't hesitate to reach out and we can definitely share more insights or specifics on some of those areas. Our DM doors are always open. Mine is my handle on Instagram is at Mimi underscore the medicine. And mine is the underscore chasen underscore one. 
it's a play on the chosen one. And I think it's still my Instagram handle from college. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. All right. Before we go, I got to know what is your medicine today? My medicine today and the last few days uh, has been (sighs) the sun is back Mm. in San Diego and we were able to go to the beach a few times this weekend and it just as I was fighting this head cold getting in the sun and just laying there feeling the warmth and grounding on the beach was just so nourishing and we've had a we've had a weird long winter of typhoons and rain and tropical thunderstorms and I'm just so grateful that the sun is back and blessing our lives so that is absolutely my medicine Mm. Love that. What about you, my love? Uh, I mean, geez, same, uh, same on the, the sun front, but, um, you know, I'm going to say my medicine is you and it's always you, but <clears throat> I've just had a hell of a week and, uh, you know, more stress that I've, that I've felt in quite some time. And, um, I'm not going to go into the weeds of it, but like, it really felt like a challenge on my identity in a lot of ways and, and just really, really challenging. Uh, it's a miracle that I didn't get a cold, honestly, because of the stress that I knew it was in my body. And although I'm so grateful for the tools that I have in my life now to be able to process this and just observe how my body is physically reacting to stress and not make any irrationally, uh, emotionally unstable decisions through that stress. Um, but in addition to that, it's just your presence and your, your stability and, and your interest in being able to nurture me when I needed to let down a bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming off of our divorce, uh, a thing that's been hard to think about is like, all right, I can't let her know that I'm weak. I need her to know that I'm strong enough to support this relationship and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about that at length, but uh, I just simply, you know, requested to be able to show uh you how i was feeling and you just held me and and i don't even know what you said it just it just i just felt loved and supported and i just love you so much and i I can't say that i won't need that again uh but i will say that that was just a huge like drink of water vitality from your cuppeth overfloweth (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's it's an honor to do and uh I admire you more. I've shared this on the podcast. I admire you even more when you are able to let me support you in that way. And because it's a gift, it's a gift to me. And I just freaking worship you. (laughs) I love you. I love you too. Mm. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of our love bubble this morning. If you're loving the show, we want to know um, and just appreciate you guys listening and continuing yeah. to be a part of this medicine community. Mm-hmm. We are trying to change the world, but yeah. we're not attached to changing the world. We are so grateful for each and every one of you guys hanging out with us today. It really means a lot. Um, we do not take it lightly that there's people that choose to listen to our voices. Um, we appreciate you. We love you and we mean it. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening. Did you hear anything today that expanded your mind, made you laugh, touched your soul, or caused you to think differently about this topic? I hope so. I invite you to share this episode with someone you love. It takes 30 seconds and has the potential for a great ripple effect.
Our world needs more people having real, honest, and open-minded dialogue on big topics. And you never know, you may just change their entire day. We love you and appreciate you being here with us. Cheers.